are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Mariners. Before we hop into our show, let's talk Locked On MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Thursday, September 9th, 2021. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez. You can find me at Dane Gonzalez on Twitter and on SeahawkMaven at SI.com. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. You can find him at CPAT11 on Twitter and also on SeahawkMaven at SI.com. So if you're a Seahawks fan looking to get more content before the Seahawks square off against the Colts this weekend, uh, check us out at SeahawkMaven.com. Uh, be sure to check out our Patreon as well. Uh, that's where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-base talk twice a week we dropped a new episode yesterday which includes 20 plus potential offseason targets for the mariners that no one is talking about so visit patreon.com versus uh, forward slash control the zone for more information but on today's episode of locked on mariners we're going to take advantage of the team's off day and cover a few really interesting topics the first of which being why jerry depoto and the mariners had the best trade deadline of any American League team this year. And then we'll tell you why trades are still going to be an important part of DePoto's plan to build out his roster this winter, despite having a ton of payroll flexibility, at least in theory. And finally, earlier today, DePoto telling 710 ESPN Seattle that the team is considering calling up breakout pitching prospect Matt Brash to pitch out of the bullpen in September. We're going to tell you what to expect from Brash if he is indeed promoted before season's end. If this is your first time joining us on Locked On Mariners, welcome to the show. Please give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We'd greatly appreciate it. Colby, the uh, the Mariners strategy at the trade deadline was pretty heavily criticized, especially with the uh, Kendall Graveman deal, but in a little over a month since DePoto and company set the fan base and baseball Twitter into a frenzy, Tyler Anderson, Abraham Toro, Joe Smith, and Diego Castillo have combined for a 1.9 F4. Uh, you take Castillo out of the mix, however, and, and that number actually goes up to 2.1. But since Castillo has come back from his shoulder injury, he's been dominant. He was excellent in this uh, recent series against Houston. But uh, but now, you know, you, you look around the rest of the American League and what the other contenders around the Mariners have done. The Blue Jays you know, took the biggest swing of all by trading Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson to Minnesota for Jose Barrios. They did some stuff with their bullpen. But while they've you know been red hot lately, none of those additions have really you know necessarily moved the needle. You look at the Yankees who reeled in Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo, but Gallo's been awful and, and Rizzo's been, you know, just just kind of fine. Uh, Starling Marte has been excellent since coming over to Oakland, but they've been skidding lately and they've traded, you know, and they traded a really good young pitching prospect in uh, Jesus, Jesus Lazardo for two months of a guy that they're probably not going to re-sign this winter. And now they're the third team out of the wild card behind the Mariners and the Blue Jays and the Red Sox and the Yankees. That's a pretty 
tall hill to climb there for the uh, for the A's. Craig Kimbrell's been disappointing in Chicago. The Astros didn't do a ton. I think the one argument you could make here is for the Red Sox because Kyle Schwarber's been really good and Hansel Robles has been decent. But even then, those two have combined for just one F4 compared to the Mariners 2.1 from Toro, Anderson, and Smith. So yeah, you know, reflecting back on Depoto's deadline, I think the the guy just absolutely crushed it. Yeah, it's to me, it's undoubtedly the best deadline in the American League. Uh, arguably the best deadline in Major League Baseball, with the probable exception of what the Dodgers did, um, acquiring two superstars. So, um, you know, considering what DePoto was trying to accomplish and how he was trying to accomplish it, he absolutely knocked it out of the park. And I think it's time for even those few holdover Jerry DePoto haters, deny whatever it is you want to call them, um, to admit that you were wrong because you were. The Mariners are a significantly better team today mm. because of the moves Jerry DePoto made. And yep. that's the point of the trade deadline. The mm. only American League team that I think maybe is, is close is Oakland. And that didn't really work at all. Oakland's cratering right now. And while Starling Marte has certainly been a very good player and a very good acquisition, it hasn't really helped. The warts are still there. The bullpen is still in shambles. You know, the, the lineup is is three guys right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just and by the way, the the A's had to give up Luzardo to get their their best piece. The Mariners gave mm-hmm. up a guy who wasn't going to be here in two months or at the very least was going to be a free agent in two months. Mm-hmm. And they got four years of Abraham Toro. They've got uh, three and a half years now of Diego Castillo out of this and it's not, it's a non-zero chance that they get more than the, you know, 12 starts or so from Tyler Anderson, because apparently there's mutual interest in some kind of return next year. So it's mm. just seems almost silly to, to sit here and, and still have any questions about what the moves that DePoto did make. And aside from even that, how about the moves that he didn't make when he didn't sell Mitch Hanniger, when he didn't, you know, get what he could for Kyle Seeger when he didn't go out there and trade Seawald and Steckenrider, et cetera. These are guys that we know had interest um, around the league and, and Jerry held on to them because he was going for it. He was making his moves and as confusing as the Graveman trade was five minutes after the fact, it shouldn't have taken you this long to understand what the idea behind that was. And now it's just, you're not even debatable at this point. If you're still, thinking that the Mariners screwed up and trading Kendall Graveman, you're living in denial. You need help because you're mm-hmm. either stupid or you're just refusing to admit that Jerry DePoto did a good job because you don't want him to do a good job. It's very simple. There, there, there really is no other explanation for this. If you still think that the Mariners shouldn't have traded Kendall Graveman, you're a moron. How about that? It's as simple as that. They crushed it. They Tell me yeah. I'm wrong. They crushed it. Joe Smith has been Kendall Graveman. They absolutely (laughs) crushed it. Pretty much. Yeah. Jerry took these teams out for a ride again. Mm -hmm. And now not only are they set up to make a playoff push this year, which they're still very much in, but they're also set up where they have now next year, a starting third baseman that they know they have that locked in. They have a high leverage reliever. Could be a closer. Could be the eighth inning guy, whatever to add to an already stacked bullpen. They found Tyler Anderson, and now they've gotten this two-month audition, and things are going very well there, so much so that they're working or at least interested in some kind of an extension talk. 
And Joe Smith has helped mm-hmm. stabilize the bullpen. And pretty much at the very least, he's JT Charcois. At the very least, he's that. Mm-hmm. Knocked it out of the park. And if you don't agree, you're living in denial. So I, I don't know what to tell it, you. Yeah, it, it it made you better now. It made you better for the future. It, it's really just a, a win-win overall. And you know, going back to what you were saying about the deals that they didn't make, and that's not just from a selling perspective. That's also from a buying perspective. They were in on Jose Barrios, but you saw what he went for. And Barrios has been equally as valuable as Tyler Anderson so far since the deadline. Both players coming in with a 0.7 F4 so far um you know you look at the whit Mer- merrifield uh talks and the the leaks that came out about that how they were asking for a top five prospect from the mariners you know one of their uh one of jerry kelnick or julio rodriguez or noel v Marte or george kirby or emerson hancock for the, for that guy um they didn't do that you know they they didn't give in they didn't sell out just for a chance at a one game playoff they didn't sell out for this opportunity to end a 20-year playoff drought, which to some fans probably rubs them the wrong way, but in the end is very, very smart, especially in a year where you're not, where you weren't, you know, anticipating contending this year. And now, you know, the the pieces that you have added, the pieces that uh, Jerry Depoto did end up bringing in, have greatly contributed to them still being very much involved in this wildcard race. They're only two and a half games out with a little over 20 games to go. Um, I just don't know how you could look at this deadline and think otherwise, you know, that, that they're, that they just absolutely killed it because they did this. You look at the value that other teams sacrificed. You looked at, you look at how some teams just kind of sat on their hands. They stood pat and either those teams are cratering or they're not really reaching their full potential. And, um, the Mariners right now are making the best out of a, you know, not a super favorable situation for them. Uh, they've been able to piece this thing together. And yeah, there's some certain complaints that you could still have uh, with their deadline. There's some certain things that you can nitpick. Obviously, you know, I would I would have preferred that they added another bat on top of uh, on top of everything that they added. Maybe another, you know, starter or something. Um, who knows how realistic that was. Uh, but overall, yeah, you look at what they were able to do uh, on at the end of July. Uh, there's just there, there's really you know nothing to me that says that that was anything but a roaring success for them. The Mariners had the trade deadline that the Toronto Blue Jays should have had, and mm. that sounds silly right now because the Blue Jays are surging. But that bullpen still an issue. Third base for them mm-hmm. still an issue. They should have done what Seattle did. Yeah. If, if if Toronto had the the trade deadline that Seattle did with or without the Brio straight on top of it, they're the best team in the American League right now. You mark that down. They, yeah, they still well, especially be, you think about but, Abraham Toro. Abraham Toro mm-hmm. would have been a great help for the Blue Jays this year. You know, instead they've been starting Bravik Valera at second base and third base, uh, Who? who's been that. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, yeah, you know. It's it's just it was an incredible uh, accomplishment by by Depoto and, and company at the deadline and uh, they they absolutely killed it. So um, you know even though the the Mariners will have plenty of money to to play with this winter, you know trade Trader Jerry is still going to be on the on the phones with other teams. We're going to tell you why the trade market is still a very important avenue. Seattle will take this offseason, but first a word from Molecule Mattress. I share a bed with a Pro Bowl quarterback, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star. I should explain. 
When I heard how many elite athletes sleep on a Molecule mattress and called it their best sleep ever, I mean, I had to order one for myself, and you know what? They were pretty spot on. Now, I'm no elite athlete, but I do, you know, stuff. And Molecule Sleep Scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress for me. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch. Not like other foam mattresses. It has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me cool all night long. It has zone reflex layers that adjust with me in all my weird sleep positions. And trust me, I do get into some weird sleep positions every now and then. So I never awaken with a stiff neck or sore back. And... It's antimicrobial. Molecule mattress is how elite athletes and yours truly get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your Molecule mattress risk-free for 100 nights, and if you don't have your deepest, most restorative sleep ever, return it. Visit onmolecule.com and save 20% with promo code locked on. Again, save 20% with promo code locked on at onmolecule.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So a lot of fans think that because the Mariners have a you know very few payroll commitments for 2022, all they should do this winter to build out their roster is, uh, you know, spend money. I've seen many make the argument that, you know, why, why trade prospects? Why trade valuable assets when you could just spend money? Well, that's fine in theory, but the matter of fact is that's just not going to happen. Colby, I'll let you start here by uh, by telling them why that's the case. Every single elite team right now has been built through trade and development. Every single one of them. Nobody has spent their way in the free agent market to relevance. Um, you think I'm? You think I know you're immediately thinking about the Dodgers. What big free agents have the Dodgers signed? AJ Pollock? Whoopee. They paid Mookie Betts, but only after they traded for him. Right? They, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seeger, Will Smith, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, whatever, Chris Taylor, they're all traded or they were all traded for or they were developed or both. Like the Dodgers are elite because their farm system and their player development is elite and because they make these great trades. Max Scherzer trade, Trey Turner trade. You know, mm. you look at a team like Toronto, a lot of that is development. Toronto spent a little, but you look at what they did in free agency. They spent on Hajun Rue, but nothing spectacular there. Not ungodly money. They spent on Simeon, one-year prove-it deal. Not much risk there. The rest of it's been development. They've developed their their stars. And so this idea that, you know, develop, that you can just spend your way to relevance, it's just not true. Because free agents have risks too, and the risks that free agents carry are typically higher because you're paying for guys who are not in their prime anymore, right? Kind of the rule of thumb here is once you hit free agency, you're out of your prime because your team was willing to let you go. 
there's there are exceptions to that rule. Mookie Betts, for example, although he didn't ever hit free agency, but he would have been one of those guys. But look at the guys who are even free agents this year. Is are there any of those those big free agent shortstops? Are any of them free of risk? No, they're not. And you're going to give them two hundred fifty million dollars plus. Corey Seager gets hurt all the time. Trevor Story's having a bad year. Carlos Correa, fine, but he's not a superstar. He's not worth $300 million. You know, you just run down the list here. Go, who are the starting pitchers that are available that are free of risk, that are going to sign with the Mariners or willing to? You think Scherzer's going to sign with the Seattle Mariners? Get out of here. Kershaw's not doing that. Neither is Verlander, neither is Granke. Get out of here. And you need, you need impact guys like that. So if you can't sign them in the free agent market because they're either A, not available, or B, not attainable, then how do you get those guys? You trade for them. And trading almost always has a better positive return on your investment than free agent signings. Just, just a fact. You can look, look through all the trades of recent years, the big trades, and then look at all the free agent contracts that have been signed. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want another Robinson Cano? Because that's what it's going to be like. Do you want a situation where Seattle is paying $110 million to five players and John Stanton looks at Jerry DePoto and goes, oh, for the other uh, 22 spots, you get you get $65, $70 million to fill the other 22 spots on this team. Of course you don't. Because what you're describing right now is you want a Jack Sorensic model where it's Spend money on Seager, spend money on Hernandez, spend money on Cruz, spend money on Cano, overpay for Cano if you have to, just get him here. And now you have nothing. You have no you have no safety net because all your money's gone. Free agency is important, and Seattle's going to spend money in free agency. But sometimes the players you need, sometimes the players you want, they're not free agents. So how do you get them? You trade for them. Jose Ramirez, if if traded, would be the best player acquired this offseason. He's not a free agent. You don't want Seattle to go get Jose Ramirez because he's not a free agent? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you don't want to give up Emerson Hancock and Noel V. Marte? Who cares? Why do you care? Either you want the Mariners to be good at the major league level, or you want them to have the number one farm system. Because the only team that can do that consistently has been the Rays, who don't spend money. So what is it? Which do you want? Do you want to be a good major league team with good major league players and a chance to win a World Series, or do you want to hoard prospects, overpay free agents who are past their prime, and then complain in five years when Stan says, sorry, we're already at $170 million. I don't know what you want me to do. We're 89-win team. But hey, at least you'll have all those prospects that you can keep dreaming on, just like we dreamed on Dustin Ackley and Justin Smoke and Jesus Montero and Taiwan Walker. I, how'd that work out? It didn't. And nobody is advocating. Nobody is advocating for the Mariners to dump their entire farm system this offseason. Nobody. Mm-hmm. The only people who seem to think that's a possibility are the people who want the Mariners to just spend money. Don't trade anybody. Spend money. You have to do both. You have to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you, pretty much made the point I was going to make that, um, you know, the market, your options expand exponentially by going to, uh, the trade market. The, the free agent market has so few limited options and you're competing with 29 other teams for those players. Um, 
it just it makes more sense to identify guys with other teams that fit your culture, that fit your organization, that fit what you want to do, and to trade prospects, especially because, you know, look, John Stanton isn't going to give you a hundred plus million dollars to play with, no matter how much they, they want to spend. They're not going to get back to that 160, 170 million dollar, you know, mark that they were at with Cano and Cruz, et cetera. They're not going to do that this offseason. So you got to think about your limitations here financially and what you can do with that. And if you can go out and trade for your superstar instead of paying that guy, instead of paying that guy like $30 million, because that's going to take up most of your payroll for 2021 or for 2022 rather. Uh, so, you know, do you um, do you rather, you know, waste most of your money on one player or instead trade a couple of prospects who might be something who might not be, you don't know. None of us knows how those guys are going to turn out and get your superstar that way. Because I would prefer that because now I have a bunch of money that I can spend in free agency to add complimentary pieces. Now I can go out and get myself a solid catcher. Now I can go out and get myself an outfielder, maybe even two outfielders at a 10 to $15 million clip. Like I can go add more to the bullpen, which I think is an important piece to this. I, I can go out and, you know, get my second baseman. I can go out and get another starting pitcher. You can do so many different things with it and you don't have to be uh, boxed in by one ma- massive contract, which they're not going to give out anyway. Like, let's be real here. This isn't, us making the argument for them to emphasize this trade market, they are going to do that. They absolutely mm-hmm. are going to do that. Uh, so, you know, th- th- it's just my advice to Mariner fans who think that they need to hold on to every single prospect and just spend money. Well, that sounds fine in theory. That's not realistic. And that is, that isn't keeping your team's best interests in mind, really. That's not keeping competition in mind. That's not keeping you know, the, the, your ceiling in mind, because your ceiling is exponentially higher by going in the trade market and going in free agency and doing both and probably taking your biggest shots in the trade market. Because again, you are trading unproven talent for established proven talent. And yeah, while the quantity that you're giving back, is going to outweigh what you're getting in return the quality of what you're getting in return should not be overlooked here. People, you know, act like it's like this incredible, you know, like you're just giving these prospects away for nothing. Like they, they forget what you're getting back in return. And it's like, all right, if we're talking about a Jose Ramirez deal, right, you're getting a perennial MVP candidate. You know, this isn't just some like two win, three win player that you're getting here. This is a five to seven win player that you're adding for two, three, four, how many, whatever it is, unproven talents. That's a no-brainer. That should be an absolutely no-brainer. No one should be thinking twice about that in this fan base. Again, it's like what you said. Do you want the Mariners to be good, or do you want the Mariners to be good in theory? Right. And how long do you want to wait for them to, you know, pick a lane there? Like, oh, I want to keep all the prospects. Okay, so you're willing to sacrifice 2022 then? No. Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't either. You have to be willing to trade prospects. And by the way, 
Nobody in this organization, and I mean nobody, should be untouchable. Not one. Not Kelnick, not Julio, not Marco, not Logan Gilbert, not you know Ty France, not Abraham Toro. Nobody should be untouchable. Now, there are some guys who they probably aren't going to trade, and I probably just named a bunch of them. But nobody's untouchable. The Seattle Mariners are going to make a trade this, this winter where you are going to sit there and go, wow, that's a lot. And you know what? They're going to be a better team because of it. So mm-hmm. I focus on what you get back, not what you give up, particularly when what you give up isn't likely to help you in the majors this year. Like could Hancock, for example, Hancock, could he make his debut this year? Sure. Absolutely. Is he guaranteed to help you? No, he's not because he's a rookie. He's a first year player. Sometimes it takes guys three, four years. Are you willing to wait three, four years just on the upside of, of Emerson Hancock when you could trade him for somebody who's good right now? Like say, I don't Sandy Alcantara, Alcantara. So can still know how to pronounce that. No, of Alcantara. course not. Alcantara. Thank you. You still, <laughs> you want that guy, right? You want that guy. It's different than trading for, you know, Hancock and, and, and Marte for Jose Barrios, right? For a year and two months of Jose Barrios. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Trading those two guys for in the off season for say Sandy Alcantara, who's got four years of club control left and is still surging towards being a number one pitcher. Although right now he's probably still a two or a three, but he's surging that way. That makes sense. The Mariners are going to make a deal mm-hmm. like that. They're going to give away multiple top six, seven prospects in a deal, or they're going to make two separate deals where they give away four of the top 10. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You guys need to be prepared for that. Uh, you need to accept that that's an in- inevitability. And by the way, they're still going to spend money in free agency to complement those moves too. You cannot ignore trades. Doing mm-hmm. so is it's, it's a waste of your time. And saying, oh, I just want the ownership to spend all the money in the world, that's also a waste of your time. Come back to reality. We know owners are cheap. They're not going to spend what they could. Mm-hmm. They're not. And there's no way Stan's writing checks for you know $150 million extra dollars of payroll in one offseason. Not happening. Mm-hmm. So speaking of uh, prospects, could the Mariners promote one of their best pitching prospects to help them in the wild card race? We'll discuss that in a moment, but let's talk about bet online real quick. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet for tonight's season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers they have available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
This episode of Locked On Mariners is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership for example a honda odyssey fuel pump is 353 dollars from a chain store whereas with rock auto it's only 216 dollars plus rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every customer so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on and there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so jerry depoto made an appearance on 710 espn seattle today he talked about a uh, about the off season and, and where the team is at right now and uh covered a lot of interesting things but one little nugget of information he let out was that the organization right now is considering calling up right-handed pitcher Matt Brash, who was acquired from the Padres for Taylor Williams last year. Brash this year has exploded onto the scene. Once thought to be a pure reliever, Brash started the season atop Everett's rotation and dominated high A ball since being promoted to double A Arkansas. He's just continued his terror. 14.11 Ks per nine to a 3.27 walks per nine and 44 innings pitch in Arkansas. Just a 1.64 ERA, 2.32 FIP. Nasty slider and fastball along with the changeup. The plan for him, if he's called up, would be to put him in the bullpen. Colby, uh, what do you think about Brash potentially coming up, and how much do you think he could help? It would be fun, right? It would be exciting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The stuff is is major league quality, particularly the fastball-slider combo. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not going to have an issue missing bats once he gets here. Um, he's also not going to have an issue throwing strikes, uh, particularly in a relief role. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, imagine Paul Seawald, but with a slightly better slider in a fastball that's, you know, sits in the uh, mid to upper nineties instead of low nineties. That's pretty much what you'd be adding in a bullpen roll, uh, for Matt Brash. And obviously he's stretched out. So if you needed him to go multiple innings, he could do that. If you just needed him to be a bridge guy, he could do that. Um, and honestly, the stuff is high leverage quality out of the pen. So. Mm-hmm. Um, if you needed to put, use him in a high leverage situation and you think he's, you know, mentally prepared for that, you could do it. He, he could survive that. He's got very good stuff. So it would be fun. It would be exciting. I, I don't know if it provides much of a boost in terms of like morale or anything like that, because I mean, if you're, if you're not already pumped, if you're a Seattle Mariner and you're not pumped right now, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any kind of, you know, thing like that, but Hey, could he help you more than say, Matt Andrees. Yeah. Yep. He could, could help you more than Sean Doolittle. He could help you more than really probably Eric Swanson. Who's been very good. Johan Ramirez, who's been very good. So, I mean, it's just, it's adding, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you like limit the damage that Yusei Kikuchi can do if he's bad down the stretch by only having, by asking him to only go through the lineup once or one and a half times. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Hey, no problem. You only went two and a third and you've given up two runs already. No problem. I've got brash. I can throw to get out of this inning and get me through the third. Then I've got 
and Jarese to get me through the fourth and the fifth. And now all of a sudden I'm back to my, you know, my, the back half of my bullpen. Mm-hmm. The bullpen is what Seattle has over everybody right now. It's, it's their trump card, right? It's the one thing they have that nobody else in this wild card hunt has an excellent bullpen. And it might get even better. And I am all for that idea. Yeah. What do you think about piggybacking him with, uh, with Logan Gilbert or, uh, you say Kikuchi who are, you know, kind of struggling right now. Uh, I, I like the idea. Um, mm. you know, it's, it's tough with, with a young pitcher because you want him to have structure, right? You want to be like, Hey, look, you've been starting all year. You've known the days you're going to take the ball. And now it's like, Hey, you, you want to run into the bullpen and, 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 you know, just wait for a phone call. Like, so I, I think having that, that structure is a good idea for brash. Um, I also think it's a good idea for Gilbert in particular. He's got to be running out of ammo here. Um, and though he's looked better in his last couple starts, it's still not quite as sharp as he was uh, earlier in the year. So it definitely looks like he's he's you know running out of innings in, right now. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Depoto didn't didn't trash Kikuchi after his last start, but he did use the word non-competitive in his post-game interview. I, I think three mm-hmm. times. That's not promising, right? That's not that's not typical mm-hmm. of Scott. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's possible um, that piggybacking makes sense. Um, it just a lot of this depends on what Matt Brash is comfortable with, how his arm feels. Um, you know, it's it's you don't want to add a player who's not ready for the big leagues. I think Brash is, but you know, you, you don't want to risk that for very little reward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, so. Uh, I think that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, kind of running late on time, so we're going to cap it off here. But uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Lock on Locked On Mariners. Uh, for Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D A N E G N Z L Z and uh, Colby at CPAT11. That's C P A T one one. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.